0: Marilyn Krellin I'm Marilyn Krellin Hello and welcome to Shach In the programme this week and 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 Nsure Veilje vananen, the Mananen Festival Pip Rolf of the Erin Arts Centre takes us through this year's programme Joran Larkton, Larkton Books We hear from Celia Bannister about the background to her newly published and highly entertaining book But first, Kirk Arbury's Lair, Column Kiliuf celebration. She...
1: That's the page of the prayer of Columquillia, St Columba the dove of the church. Over the years it was very often clergymen who became interested in archaeology, old stories and customs associated with their parishes. One such was the Reverend John John Culey, who was vicar of Kirk from 1891 to 1912, where the parish was dedicated to an Irish saint, Culcarbery, but the parish church itself was dedicated to Columkillyer. In 1912, the very year, in fact, in which the Reverend Kewley moved on to become Archdeacon of Man and Rector of Kirkandras, he established, or re established, the La Columkillyer, probably inspired by the reference to former celebrations held in the parish, as described in the book, published just a year before, Manx Reminiscences, Cunyuch and Manenach, by his friend Dr. John Clegg. John Clegg had died in 1908, and publication of his work, Manx Reminiscences Cunyacht and Manenach in 1911 had been arranged by the Rev. John Kewley as a tribute to his late friend. The church tower of Kirk Arbery Parish Church is also dedicated to John Clegg. In re-establishing the parish celebration as La Columquillia, rather than its being held on a particular date, it was held on a Thursday towards the end of June. In fact, tradition associates Columquillia with a Thursday. However, this year the La Columquillia is being held tomorrow, Friday the 24th of June, in Balabeg. There'll be the parade to the field at 2.30, and the official opening at 2.45. And there'll be a produce show, handicrafts, sports, dancing, and of course the refreshments marquee, with a chance to buy produce in an auction at 7. And the evening finishes off with the La Columquillia Cayley.
0: She... She chit does strain a bline, tre nearest Nike Jeg tree feeders quegjeg, to failure vanan and all I cumul son a hood smooth Ellen and She force the lay Ellen and lurk de kyonaker and shan heel hair slack uns perchan uns Nike Jeg tree feeders nanjeg, hug poor de John Bethel, de hosher failure blen all. Curlesh, ginty, jay, and fewered surger uns cure jazz, cure and tear, by Magia to tail, bardacht, as drama dus mannin. Taschenech lasten vi John Bethel uns in a shore high, machoun shanachus le ellen verchan, as el ye, machoun quiricule, merish and amadeus, henkrujalia uns mannin, manudge and jury, curret uns presun, a Hugbodjolin Ingel yetrimus e Etlin and Tractive I Getlach, Arcdeacon fred Cuban, and Ergadegger Heden, De Taxi Air, De Kurleshad Dushaw, de Ingel for Nabodlin. As with so many other events, it wasn't possible to organise and hold the Manan Festival in the last couple of years. However, Pip Rolf of the Erin Arts Centre has brought a week long program of events together for this year, so we'll hear about that, but first he tells us about the difficulties involved in arranging this year's event.
2: It was March before we knew that we'd be able to hold a festival at all. So obviously a lot of people were already booked because they'd had no work for two years and audiences had had nothing to go to for two years mm. so the levers got pulled pretty quickly but we were lucky to have some names already on the books because I was potentially looking at a festival last year and we were able to take advantage of a couple of great local artists one of whom recorded an album here last year so it's a nice piece of symmetry that we could start the festival with that um, and then it was just a question of hot telephone really and seeing what we could get and we had a couple of great recommendations from people who've played here in the past and sort of friends of the centre so I wouldn't say it was smooth <laughs> but it was easier than I might have anticipated
1: and it's going to run from the 27th of June through to the 2nd of July so perhaps we can have a look at the programme and see who's involved this year
2: last year I think it was last October I remember it was freezing cold Ruth Kagan, known to most amongst people, uh, she's a fantastic singer, instrumentalist, teacher, et al. And her friend Rachel Hare, uh, who's a Scottish harpist, came in here with their sound man, Adam, and recorded what is now their debut duo album, which is called Lothan, which means glittering or shining. I believe it's a word associated with the Aurora Borealis as well. Right. So, like I said before, it's a nice piece of symmetry that they will open the festival with the launch of the album Lothan. And I uh, see Ruth and Rachel, they're joined by Max fiddle player Isla Collister as well. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's the first day. And
1: then the following night, Tuesday the 28th of June, you have a theatrical production,
2: Mrs Churchill, My Life with Winston. We welcome uh, Liz Grand back here. She's an incredible uh, theatre performer uh, with her one-woman show called uh, My Life with Winston uh, by Kit Hunter, and it's directed by Chris Yeager. There's a great quote in there. I think it's the Showtime magazine that says, Winston Churchill, we've heard and seen it all, haven't we? Well, actually, no. This is a great piece of writing, a great piece of direction, and Liz is a real, like I say, an incredibly strong performer. So, apparently, there will be questions answered of what happened behind the scenes in the Churchill home. So, there you go.
1: Right, so that's Liz Grand on Tuesday evening.
2: So, it's on to Wednesday the 29th, then. Wednesday, uh, another returnee, back by popular demand, Adam Westcott, who is a flamenco and classical guitar player. He is a protégé of Manitas de Plata, which I think means Little Silverhands who is a French-born gypsy guitarist who basically took Adam on quite late in Manitester's life as a protégé and um, yeah, Adam's a really thrilling performer Uh, so we can expect traditional flamenco but he's known to throw in things by Michael Jackson and Muse as well so there's really something for everybody
1: And then on Thursday, the 30th of June, from the six strings of Adam Westcott's guitar, it's strings of a rather different
2: sort. On the Thursday, we have the solemn String Quartet. Now, the words thrilling and innovative are overused, I think, but they really are both of these things. They're one of the top string quartets in the world at the moment. On all fronts, you know, they play the classical pieces but they also like to collaborate with all the composers of the moment. So they'll be playing Bartók, Beethoven, Schumann for our event, but they also collaborate with contemporary composers like Anna Meredith and Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. They've just worked with him. Um, there's a great interpretation of one of their one of their reworks of a a Kate Bush tune as well on YouTube that you can have a look at so they're really pushing on all fronts but they're great players and I'm really looking forward to that one Well we're moving into July now with the concert on Friday the 1st The Friday is Jennifer Cannon-Mason following in the footsteps of her siblings who have all performed here in the past Jennifer's 19 and she's an absolute keyboard wizard and we're just really, really looking forward to having her here. She'll be playing Bach, a Mozart sonata, a collection of Samuel Coleridge Taylor pieces, and two pieces by Liszt, amongst others. So, really nice, varied programme as well. And so that brings us to the final concert then. Closing the show on Saturday, the 2nd of July. Very excited about this. We've got Christine Collister and her band now christine needs little introduction on the isle of man but she's been playing for nearly 40 years 23 albums released and some incredible collaborations with some of the folk rock luminaries you know she's played with richard thompson and clive gregson as we all know she's apparently embarked this year on an album about manx folklore Now, whether we'll be getting a sneak preview of that, I don't know. But, so, yeah, her and her band will close the show on the 2nd. And that's it. But it's a nice bill.
1: And it's a very varied bill as well. The all-important thing is, of course, how people can get tickets.
2: You can get tickets through the Aaron Arts Centre ticket source site online and obviously here at the box office during office hours. And anything available, any tickets left available, will be available on the door. But probably the easiest way is to go online. And if you're uneasy about doing that, give us a ring, come down and get them in person. We don't take bookings over the phone anymore, just because we had various complications with that. But if you can't manage with a computer, we'll make it easy for you somehow. Mm
1: -hmm. And you still have this policy of supporting under-18s with an incredible offer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's £2 for under-18s for all events. So it's just about encouraging people to come here and see live music and live art. If you believe that watching and participating in live music and live art is beneficial, like we do, it's great to get people involved and hooked as soon as possible, isn't it? A bit prof. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
0: Pip Rolfe of the Erin Arts Centre, which will be presenting those six concerts in the Manannan Festival from Monday the 27th of June through to Saturday the 2nd of July. We'll remind you of the Thursday, Friday and Saturday concerts again next time. Tickets for Ruth Kegan and Rachel Hare with Isla Collister on Monday the 27th. The play Mrs Churchill, My Life with Winston, performed by Liz Grand on Tuesday the 28th. Wednesday the 29th's concert with Adam Westcott and the closing concert on Saturday the 2nd of July with Christine Collister are all priced at £17. The Thursday the 30th concert with the Solemn Quartet and the concert by Jennifer Canney Mason on Friday the 1st of July are priced at £22. However, for those under 18, as Pip Rolfe mentioned, there's that great opportunity with just two pounds for each concert. Liscous <laughs> de tan bun in a deck Lorrin Larkton of Aon's Machel, as crackad myn cowrock, she Colophon an enemy colleague, cummer as E enna air Marie Larkton, tamaran aen a Lorrin clowtage cushion Tan Sara Goodwin's grey, de denkad ad sure count de menich, erin ort de as vigiri geven tolje fes. Smoo ni, me ma ach Mary as vei ori ronsa her eithen mach, veik sly eller as an eir a fethen mach, as veik he imadol an in son de beit lyor on to fur chain a simon El ex Goodwins as a share and fur photograph George Hobbs Eracht Ara Havanen El Not all of the books published by Mackelbase Lochton Books have been about Manx subjects. We heard from John Cannon last time about the rather colourful but dubious character of Alfred James Kirfe, whom he dubbed the Manx Cad and who was of Manx descent, but actually only ever spent a year or two here in the island. Another new publication from Lockton Books brings us the early years of a couple who subsequently became very well known here in the island. It's a richly entertaining book, and its series of fascinating characters have been drawn by the author Celia Bannister.
1: whole generation of catering students will have known your husband Stan from his days at the Isle of Man College of Further Education but this takes the story a lot further back right to the beginnings. so how did you come to write the book in the first place?
3: Well in the first place I wrote it the script I wrote in 1984 or something like that Um, and then due to circumstances I didn't in those days you used to send it away to a publisher but in those days I Something happened and I couldn't, and I just stuck it away in a cupboard. And it wasn't until um, I got together with my new partner uh, that uh, he looked at it, and he'd had a bu- book published, and he said, I think this is quite good. So he took it to his daughters, and they said, great. So they typed it out, and they proofread it. And um, and then, of course, it went to the publishers, they liked it, and that was the reason why it came out in the first place.
1: And it tells many stories, and it really shows the fantastic slog that you had in those early days.
3: Yes, of course, and in those days, it was very, very different, because the the village pub was in the hub of the village. Everybody came to the pub. The the homing society had the meetings there, the cricket club, you name it, and they were there. And we also had, behind the pub, we had a crown green bowling green. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, we, that's why we survived, because we had coach parties. And if it rained all summer, it didn't matter, because they still came. And uh, they had the darts and domino matches instead. So we, we existed. Um Yes, and another thing too was that people were very different. Your customers were characters, people in their own right that made you laugh or cry, just depends. Um but also there was no swearing. And in the thirteen years we were there, only ever did somebody use the F word. No Two people, and both of them apologised profusely when I pulled them up because they didn't realise I was there. And now you walk into a pub and everybody's effing and blinding, aren't they? All the time. So, yes, So it was very, very different. But um, we enjoyed it. It's very nice to be your own boss, you know. When you've been bossed about by somebody else, it's very nice. And... If we made a profit, it was ours, and if we made losses, it was ours. It was our responsibility. Mm.
1: The stories that you tell in the book, as you say, are about very much about the characters, and that gives them a universal appeal wherever they're set.
3: Yes, of course it does. And as I say, they, they, they were very funny, um, and of course they had their own dialect in that village because we were one of six villages on the, on the banks of the River Wire. That went uh, Well, the Isle of Man boat used to sail into Fleetwood, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, all those years ago. And um, and then you crossed on a little ferry boat to Not End. And then there was Not End, Prizel, Stolmine, Pilling, Out Rawcliffe and Hambleton. And each little village had their own pub. So we were very lucky in the fact that we could at least go have darts and domino matches and go away for those. So you had your pub busy at least once a week with a with a dart match or what a bowling match or whatever it was. Yes, it was um completely and utterly different. And the thing was that I my family had lived in that Prizel village. They'd lived there for generations, so I knew everybody in the village and I was related to most. And this was the next village on. So, of course, I knew lots of people there to start with. And at one time, my father had been the organist at the parish church there. So that did give us an advantage. You know, we were, as I say, we were very well known before we even went in there. And of course, Stan, well, well, he's a man of his own. And you were talking about the students. We came over to the Isle of Man in 1973 because they started the brand-new college and a brand-new department. And um, and he'd just finished his time at the, uh, at the catering college. Well, it, Huddersfield you went to. Huddersfield, um, F, uh, it's a university now, I think. University, but it was a college then. Um, and uh, he came over, um, and he was absolutely thrilled to bits with it. And... <laughs> Uh, and he said, "Oh, he said it's you know it's something they've never they've never done this before." And he taught the licensed trade and dining room service. So he was in charge of the students in the dining room when it was open to the public, uh, and also he had to teach the licensed trade. That was the, all the licensees um, to pass an exam for the brewers guild. So they were very reluctant to start with, you know, teaching you was it your grandma to suck (laughs) eggs (laughs) but after half an hour of the first one they loved it mind you he did give them a few samples (laughs) with different beers but yes um, oh yes students loved him but he was very strict but fair that's what they all said and they made and they did some wonderful wonderful exams the pass pass rate you know they were up with distinctions and all sorts and that was in the paper too that was him. Bank's paper about how well those students had done and um, it was great because every time we went out for a meal there was one of these students there <laughs> so we got the best out of the kitchen and the waiting and everything Yes
1: mm. And now the book has been published, as you say it, it actually dates back the manuscript to the 1980s, but yes. you finally got it published, so how did you make the arrangements for that?
3: Well, I'm actually, I met uh, Sarah Goodwin's who is one of the publishers. We met her, actually we were on the tram, I think, going into Ramsey, and we met her. And she knew my partner, Dennis, because she'd read his books, and she's in the Poetry Society, he is too. And and he was telling her about this, and she said, oh, I'd like to read it. And so she did, and that's how it came published in the end. <laughs>
0: Celia Bannister, author of I Never Wanted a Pub, bringing together a wonderful collection of characters and their antics, and the downs and ups of her life with her husband Stan in running a pub on the field. It also gives an interesting view of ways of life which have changed so much over the years. Celia Bannister's I Never Wanted a Pub is available now, published by Lockton Books at £9.95. Slash Shen tashin Chip Dust Cardle will be here with the final programme in this present series of Shack Lair next Thursday at 6. But that's it for this week. So, from me, Michelle Nish, Roland, Marilyn Krellen, Sledden You.